Welcome to Floating Our Boat's new podcast. <laughs> new because we're on our new boat, Laura Maisie. Shiny new boat, shiny new podcast. Uh, apologies for it being so long since we've done a podcast. It's just been mad. There's just been too much going on and too much for us to concentrate on and be distracted by. So, yeah, clean sheet. We're starting again. It's like when you're at school and you get that new book, isn't it? <laughs> and you're going to start. <laughs> So what's been happening? What have we got to talk about, Fran? Well, I thought we'd talk a little bit about the process of moving from one boat to another. And I think it's a little bit different from moving from a house. Um, there's just, I think we said this on the vlog as well, but there are, there are on a boat, there are so many places that are just right for a certain thing to go in. You have your little nooks and crannies where you know that this is where something belongs. It might not always be in the right room and in the logical place, but that's where it belongs. And when we came to moving our things over from one boat to another, we just bunged it all in boxes and put it through the side hatch, literally, didn't we? Yeah. And then it was really difficult to find places for it all on the next boat, wasn't it? <laughs> well, in the end, what we did was just move it over in boxes and bags and just shoved the boxes and bags into spaces, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, left it to sort out, you know, days later. And we've still got areas like underneath my Danette seat that needs sifting through and oh, going yeah. through. But, All your um, art stuff. And we've got storage in the steps that doesn't always seem logical for... We just don't know what to put in some of these things. Yeah, what do you put in step storage? You know, because it's not that easy to get into... So you don't want to be in and out of it all day long. And I do think that, we've said this before, I think that narrowboat designers could learn a lot from campervan designers. Yeah. Campervans seem to have it really down to a fine art, don't they? They have every little nook and cranny is used for something. Um, it's not like that on boats, but it should be, really. We had it down to a fine art on Constanza, didn't we, all our... We did. Well, the this small amount of space we had for storing stuff, we'd got it, you know, sorted. And, and it'll happen on this boat. We've just got to it live will. on it, haven't we? But this, the other thing about boat life is it isn't standard. There's no rules and no um, set way of doing things. So what you find works on one boat won't necessarily work on the next boat. And that was a little bit of a shock to us that... Um, oh, all sorts of things. The day-to-day -day running of the boat and where you're used to things being... It's just a little bit of a shock, isn't it? Changing yeah. things over. Yes. I think it's a lot easier moving house, apart from the amount of stuff they have to move. And we still found that we had stuff to get rid of, didn't we? We had little pieces of... We have made visits to charity shops, haven't we? <laughs> we had a couple of nice little cupboards and things that just didn't fit on the new boat. Um, and then when we went to lock up, we found a couple of things that we really liked that didn't work on Constanza that have now come with mm. us. So we're getting there, aren't we? It's uh, it's it's been a learning process. We've been on board three weeks tomorrow, isn't it? It's Sunday today, and uh, it's it was a oh, bit of a culture shock, wasn't it? It was, it's it it wasn't easy the trans transition transition yeah. from old boat to new boat. Well, the first thing that happens, you've got to get used to new noises on a new yeah. boat. And one of the first things that happened to us was we suddenly heard this whirring noise coming from the engine. And um, we got in a little bit of a panic about it. We'd had to, well, I had the engine running for a little while just to dry my hair, put a hairdryer on. Because we're not used to the electricity. We're not used to how much power we've got 
we knew on Constanza exactly what to do. If I wanted to put a hairdryer on, I had to run the engine. And we're not sure of our capabilities on this one yet. So I put the um, engine on to dry my hair. And then we've got a whirring noise coming on. And we couldn't after work we, out what it was. After you switched the engine off, yeah. So we searched and searched. And then, unfortunately, we had to phone um, somebody at the, at the boat builders. And so we got this noise. And Dan was really good. He went through everything with us and said, I don't know what it could be. Is it this? I'm going to have to come out and see you. And then suddenly <laughs> he said, you haven't pressed the bilge pump switch, have you? To It automatically comes in anyway, but there's an override switch for it, which we'd knocked. Yeah. Which, <laughs> we? We? No, actually, I think you were the one that had been clearing out in the <laughs> well, engine. I'd like to you know. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We just weren't used to the noise. We were a bit embarrassed about it because we'd spent about 15 minutes with Dan working through problems. And the other thing is when, whenever we hear a boat coming down the canal or river, we, we like to poke our heads up and have a look to see who it is. And the fridge keeps kicking in and we're looking out the window for a boat to come. It sounds just like a boat in the distance, doesn't it? We're not used to having a fridge on board. We're not used to fridge noises or any electrical noises. And it seems really loud. It seems invasive, doesn't it? It does. We've actually already considered that as soon as there's not anything in the freezer, we're going to start switching it off in the evening because yeah. we can't stand the buzz. <laughs> and it's so small, such a small noise. But um, we're used to complete silence. <laughs> I guess we'll get used to it. But it's a lovely boat. We're really happy. We're on the River Weaver in uh, Cheshire near Northwich in a beautiful spot. And uh, everybody's gone home for their dinner, so the towpath is really quiet now. And we've got a gorgeous view of baby ducks and baby geese. In fact, there's been, there he is, we've got a cormorant that sits outside of the boat almost all day and just occasionally goes off to fish. Um, just the normal herons and stuff like that but it's really really been lovely anyway we've um, bumped into our very good friend Robbie Cummings yes we have didn't we yeah, the other we day have. and yeah. uh, went and had a couple of beers from him and here's a little chat with him well we're in a beautiful spot called Devil's Garden don't know why it's called Devil's Garden Fran it doesn't seem very devilish except for the person sitting opposite us Oh yeah, <laughs> it is me. We are joined by the one and only Robbie Cumming. I'm not I... really devilish, am I? No, you're not devilish. No, you're good boy, really. pretty cool. It's pretty cool, dude. Gentle, it's a gentle soul, really. <laughs> so Robbie, fresh from his BBC series Canal Boat Diaries, how's that going for you, Robbie? Yeah, it's pretty mad, isn't it? I don't, I never expected to even be on the TV, let alone let them. Let them produce the music as well for it. That's been probably the best, the best part of it for me. So. so, what's different about filming for the BBC than filming for your YouTube channel? Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a lot different in some ways, and in some other ways, it's very similar because I'm using the same equipment and the same sort of thought processes. But because it is a group project, um, yeah, it's <laughs> what I initially struggled with was wanting to keep control of it all and no, I want that cut there and I want you to, to, to use those that sequence that I filmed and the, and I have to just give it up to the producer and the editor who have got their own sort of story they want to to tell because it's like, and I say story because it's like three hours worth of footage for half an hour and if you condense that down it could seem a bit jumbled up so they have to sort of thread it somehow. 
what they do is amazing and I've learned a lot from from all the sort of techniques that you could probably only get from working in broadcasting for however many decades they've been in it so it's have good. Have you had any moments, you must have had some moments having been doing your own series for so long and then suddenly they want to do it their way you must have had a few moments when almost a clash happened. Oh yeah yeah got proper diva-ish and I just storm off you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been all right you know it, yeah, it does test, test you when you're filming all day long and because there's like a drone pilot where you have to hire for maybe one day a week and because they're about like 600 quid a day, you have to really make full use of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just all day long on a really hot summer's day. Might look great on film, but there's me like sweating away going, do you know what, if I was filming this myself, I'd be having a siesta right now. Did or... you have somebody <laughs> to mop your brow for you? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it was not as glamorous as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so but quite... it's still great fun. You know, yeah. Each episode covers quite a, a distance, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? A lot of people do comment saying, oh, you know, you could have made that into an hour or you could actually... Well, I, what I was thinking initially, I was, I, when we first started planning it, I thought, well, do the Huddersfield Narrow in one half an hour episode I, I reckon we can get more out of that but um this isn't youtube that's the thing <laughs> no, isn't it yeah it's a youtube but you milk every little bit don't you yeah. you know a three mile journey can easily be a whole episode can't it <laughs> and the difference between i think filming on youtube and bbc is that bbc is a bit more like a job because um every day i'm expected to be filming whereas if i'm doing youtube you can sort of leave it a week if you want to. Yeah, yeah if you're you know. not feeling up to it or not yeah. feeling in the moment. You're in control of your own yeah. work hours or whatever. Yeah. So we're on the River Weaver in Cheshire. What's your next plans, Robbie? Where are you going from here? I think I'm going to go back on the Trent and Mersey. I did want to go on the Manchester Ship Canal, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was told. Well, some of the surveyors, because you have to get an inspection before you go on there, and you have to pay money to, to get a ticket on, to go on there. And then... Um, it's all conspiring against me, really, but um, yeah, the bottom line is I think that the boat I've got is a little bit too risky for some of the surveyors. Oh, okay. They're saying, oh no, I'm, I wouldn't give you a, a pass. I wouldn't come down and even check the boat because, you so know. They're basing it on its age rather than its condition, know. you know, yeah. It's, it's weird, it's a weird one, really, but yeah, some of them even said, oh, what we really want to do is get the steel, the fuel tanks polished and all that sort of stuff and make sure there's no chance of it. You know, oh, really? the engine giving up. It's, it's about 36 miles, isn't it? The mm. ship canal. Or certainly is from Marshlock, which is the end of the River Weaver. And if, to do that all in one day, I think is about eight hours. But th that seems like a, a big ask. I think I would struggle because my boat's quite slow anyway. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. A lot of the lock keepers, when they say, oh, yeah, you'll be there in an hour's time and it yeah. takes you two hours. It's just <laughs> like... I'm really... I mean, this the whole life is about... Um, stress-free isn't it you that's don't really need to, to make yeah. things that are going to be difficult for you well that's my opinion as yeah. you know but that is the hidden side of it i found that some days you are sort of at the will of the lock keeper who's waiting for you like on on this we've got lock keepers operating on the river weaver which is very handy isn't it because they're yeah. massive locks and yeah. friendly yeah. guys as well aren't they? yeah they're really friendly chats. full of in local info and and yet you do have to be there before a certain time because they do clock yes. off. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. So uh, series two's done. Is there going to be a series three, Robbie? Um, well, watch this space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do hope so. And, um, and I'm ready for, for when they can give me the go-ahead. 
but at the moment it's yeah to be confirmed. Uh, certainly got a lot of positive um, feedback from the, the last one. And um, so yeah. the question that everybody asks, and it's not about toilets, it's what's your <laughs> what's your favourite part of the system, and is there somewhere that you still really really want to go to that you've not been? I think the my favourite part of the system is. Near the summit, I think, on the Rochdale Canal, because the scenery there, it's just like, I mean, it's you've been there. Isn't it? It's extraordinary, like, isn't it? You feel like you're in Scotland or something, because yeah. it's so, the Beautiful. peaks there are so mm. pronounced, aren't they? And the scenery, yeah, just in, incredible. And the people in the local area are brilliant. Um, but somewhere I'd really like to go, if I was going to pick one off the top of the, my hat, would be, top of my head, would be the Pocklington Canal, I think, because just heard it's just really out of the way and yeah not many people have been yeah, there yeah yeah so many youtubers be there exactly been there, and that's why I'm, I'm obviously as a youtube content creator i'm <laughs> yeah. always thinking you know where's the the place that hasn't been covered by minimalist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they've been everywhere minimalist haven't they yeah, yeah um, indeed mike and joe there's still so many surprises though aren't there like you've come down i've never heard anything about the river weaver mm. and there's been well, I think you've been here about the same length as us, and there's hardly yeah. any boats here, are there? It's really quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet, but some years I think, it, like um, I was speaking to my friends uh, just the other day, um, Jay and Debbie, and they said that a couple of years ago they were on the on the River Weaver and it was packed full of boats really? one summer. So maybe uh. it's because of the Trent and Mersey landslide that's yeah. happened and previous Who floods knows? as well that might yeah. have got people yeah. off I guess yeah but it's uh, it's been gorgeous hasn't it oh I mean, yeah and it's not at all like a river is it it's it's no it's not still please. as a mill pond as please, they say yeah it's lovely so uh where can people catch up with you Robbie um yeah at the moment I'm still producing YouTube videos I haven't given up that yet <laughs> um and my website I've got I've got this hand, quite handy website it's got all the links on there uh, that's just robbycoming.com so yeah and your bbc series is that still available yeah um so if anyone wants to see that if they haven't already or just want to catch up with it again it's on iplayer um and there's a canal boat diaries page for it so yeah brilliant great to see you mate again thank you so for dropping by literally we could hear a pop 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 noise out the window and look <laughs> yeah. out and there was robbie pulling up beside us so you didn't, you didn't hear my new horn that i'd fitted I've, it's not loud enough oh, is perhaps it? it's not working then <laughs> great meeting up with robbie friend it was i think that's the third time we've met him and it was uh, lovely to see him again yeah and uh, such a lovely chap and easy to get on with and uh, we've also bumped into another couple of vloggers yeah sean and colin of Foxes afloat. And of course, the lovely Otis. Yeah, we met Otis. What a mad dog he is. <laughs> yes. It actually made us quite glad that we've got Archie. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit manic, but he can be forgiven. He's only six months old. <laughs> and I think we've got some plans, hopefully, to meet up with them again in the next week or so. Yeah, that'd be um, great. If our paths cross, so that's good. So I was just going to go back to the boat again and getting used to the boat. Talking about dogs... This is another little problem that we've had is that we had it down to a fine art bringing muddy dogs onto the old boat because we had a mucky engine room. They just used to come straight into the engine room where we had a pile of old towels. So we've had to learn. We've had some pretty rainy weather, haven't we? Yeah, it's been awful. This last April was brilliant, wasn't it? Sunny for the whole of April. Yeah. But cold. Yeah. Really cold. As soon as May's arrived, it's been wet, wet, wet. It has wet. been wet. And... We are learning to do it, 
um, of course the dogs we're not letting them go through the bedroom area at all there's no need to be getting on and off the boat at the bow so they don't go up that end everything is happening at the stern doors um, but there's no cover to stand and dry them off so we are seriously considering now getting a, a pram cover before winter um, we'll just see how we go but even a simple thing like that getting on and off the boat that you've done for three years automatically you've got to now think about the dogs in fact Jess did fall in the other night in uh, late at night um, just because she couldn't jump to the side it was all a bit silly really but yeah getting used to that and also getting used to the luxuries that we're not used to there are 14 ceiling lights on this boat 14 <laughs> There are switches on the well, we never had one light switch on the last boat, did we? We had little switches that were actually yeah. on the lamp on the lamps. Well, we didn't have um three pin sockets. There's three pin sockets everywhere, USB sockets everywhere. It's uh a bit mind blowing at the moment. And the and the thought of being able to have a shower without cruising for hot water that we can obviously have to plan ahead a little bit. And we are trying to be a bit careful because we don't want to live this life of luxury. We don't want we don't want to live um land life on water yeah no yeah so yeah. the first week or so was fine it was all a bit of a novelty and first thing in the morning it was a little bit chilly so the heating was going yeah, on flip the switch for the <laughs> central heating which is great it works brilliant <laughs> it does it really is lovely but that's drinking i think a, is it a litre half a litre an hour I think it was half, yeah, yeah, we worked it out about 50 Which pence isn't too an hour. Bad. It's only 50 pence an hour or something like that, yeah. It's not the cost, though. It's it's that little bit of lifestyle in a bizarre way. I used to like getting up on a cold morning and sitting with the big jumper on, lighting the fire. But we're getting back to that now because... Yeah, it stops flicking that switch and we're uh, yeah. lighting the fire. But that stopped now because it's, it's suddenly gone warm this last couple of days. Yeah, yeah, it is... And the power, you know, I touched on this earlier. We're we're just beginning now not to have to think about if the if the computer needs charging up, we can just plug it in and charge it. Um, the inverter on here, the inverter converts DC electricity to AC, and it's so big, isn't it, in the yeah. cupboard? And it just it's enough to provide power for a washing machine, you know. Everything was had to be so carefully planned before. We had to plan what we were charging, what we were using, not using too much at one time. I guess we shouldn't get too complacent because it is long daylight hours and the solar yeah. panels are bringing stuff in at the moment. Come winter. It'd be a different story in the winter. We still run the engine. Well, we don't do washing, rather, unless the boat is moving, do we? Yeah, it seems so we don't, like that. We yeah. don't run the engine when we're moored up. Just no. to do a bit of washing. No, no. So. no. so, and the good old soap nuts are still being used in yes. the washing machine. I've had to change the way I do that, but it's, uh, I, I might do that on a vlog at some point. You just soak them in water overnight and pour the water into the washing machine rather than having the soap nuts in there. So you're not using um, Daz. Not putting detergent into the canal still. So that's good. It just seems that the last six months or even longer have been all about the boat build and not about boat life we've just been so preoccupied haven't we on yeah and all the everything that goes around having a boat built it's like having a house built isn't it until yeah. you're in there and we're just now aching to get back to normal boat life aren't we we've almost i won't say lost our chi but we've just 
suddenly realised we're not doing the things that this life is is for. This is what we're wanting to do. You know, all the the walking, the foraging, the reading. I don't know why, but we just haven't had the time. There's just been things to organise and things to think about. So this week, I think, has seen a little bit of a turnaround in that, hasn't it? Yeah, we've uh, started doing the things we love to do, which is walking and uh, reading. We've done the crossword today, haven't we, at the table? Oh, the dinette. The dinette. I mean, is that not <laughs> the best thing ever? It's great. We spend, I don't know, when when we're inside, we spend 80% of our time sat at this dinette table, don't we? I think it's only the evening, or if we decide to sit and watch a film in the afternoon that we sit on the sofa... I think the dogs spend more Just... time on the sofa when they're asleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, that's funny you say that because I had a funny night last night and I woke up at four o'clock. Dawn chorus had started at 4.20 and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I decided to get up for a cup of tea and I sat at the Jeanette. <laughs> well... I just didn't even... The dogs were comfortable on the sofa on their blanket and um, I was quite happy to sit at the Jeanette with a cup of tea at 4.30. Um, so yeah all our time is sent I know some people don't understand it we had a couple of messages um, saying why you know why didn't you just have an extra sofa or more space what's the beauty of a dinette but wow it is. I don't know it's... if it's just us well we tend to I mean I'm on the laptop quite a lot editing videos editing this podcast for instance it's just a, a, a hub isn't it for us to be yeah I mean, yeah. already it's turned into a hub for junk. <laughs> There's too well, much stuff on the table. We have yeah. a clear up every yeah. day, don't we? But yeah. it's, it's just a great communal place for us to meet and talk and do what we need to do. It's just oh, a lovely love it. place to be, Absolutely isn't love it? it? Lovely yeah. place to be. And is that your favourite favourite thing about the new boat then? Is that your, what's oh, no, your biggest but, yeah, advantage? But, you know, we, I brought my turntable, haven't I? We took a trip to oh, the lock-up. Yeah. A week, couple of weeks ago, and uh, picked up my turntable and the amplifier, which is way too big, so that's uh, going back to storage. So I've ordered a mini little amplifier and some speakers, which I'm going to pick up tomorrow, all being well, and that's it. I'm going to be able to play all my vinyl. Well, not all of it, because I, I brought a selection back from the lockup. And CDs, I've got so many CDs. I mean, who plays CDs these days? We certainly don't, but we tend to just play. Uh, Spotify, don't stream we? Stream music, but you don't listen to the whole album no, when you stream you, you music. Tend, when you're streaming, you tend to just flit around, don't you? Bits of this, bits of that. So I'm looking forward to just popping in a CD or putting on an album and listening again, like we always used to, to it from start to finish. And we've brought with us from the lockup. Um, it's a reference back to Constanza, really. When we went to Salzburg some years ago, we got really inspired by Mozart, more inspired by Mozart, and we treated ourselves to a huge uh, commemorative box set of, is it every, what is it, every piece is written? It's the 225th anniversary of Mozart's death. Or birth. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're the expert. Death, actually, death, yeah. And uh, it's everything is they at the time knew they'd recorded and it's on on record. Oh, and that's CDs, isn't it? Yeah, so CDs. there's I don't know how yeah. many CDs there are, are in there. Uh, Two hundred, I think. And it's a, a beautiful thing. Mm. It's a it's got a number on it because there were only so many issues. Fifteen thousand issues um, at the time. But we've brought that back from the lockup with us. Um, 
so that's another reason for being able to play the CDs is that we can we never ever managed to work our way through it because by the time we got back we decided to buy a boat so we listened to some of it and then it went into storage yeah. so that's a really special thing yeah looking um, forward to delving so, yeah. into that so you may not want to be mooring up very close to us <laughs> if you don't like Mozart <laughs> or George Harrison <laughs> oh yeah for my 60th birthday I know it's unbelievable, but I'm 60. Uh, Fran, bless her, bought me uh, George Harrison's complete works on vinyl, on record. And stop saying vinyl. The youth say vinyl, don't they? It's LPs or records. And uh, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And uh, I know why she bought it, because my favourite album is uh, All Things Must Pass by uh, George Harrison. And for love and the money, you just cannot get that as an LP these days, no. can you? So you've had to buy the whole box set of everything he's ever recorded <laughs> just so I can have that one album, which is great because I just love George Harrison anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. so we've got, you know, good times ahead now. We've got the time and the space and the comfort to do that. The great news is that I can unfold the loom and leave it there. We can get round it. So if I'm in the middle of weaving, I haven't got to fold it all away. And I'm not in the way when I'm weaving. No. So that's this afternoon's project, actually, is to re-warp the loom. Well, um, you haven't done any weaving for so long, have you? No. And I haven't done any artwork for so long. It's... Because we were surrounded by packing boxes on the last boat. For the last three weeks, we were, you know, there were a couple of delays and we were packed up, ready to go. And it just wasn't conducive to doing anything, was no. it? And yes, your artwork as well. So Yeah, I need to get back into doing that. So we've been off for a walk today. I've picked some more wild garlic. I've got some... Joy. Um, some joy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be careful what I do with it, if that's your attitude. <laughs> um, yeah, and we've got, we're going to get back to normal now. Plenty more cruising to be done. A bit more of the River Weaver to do, isn't there? Yeah, we're going to spend an, at least another week here, aren't we? On yeah. the River Weaver. It's beautiful. And it's so quiet. There's no boats on here. No boats are coming down the Anderton boat lift. No. Um, so, yeah, we're enjoying that. And when we get off the River Weaver, we've got to go back to the boat builders. There's a few little things that need uh, attending to. It's nothing important, is there? One of the soft drawers doesn't close. <laughs> Softly. That's, that is it. We've just got to think oh about soft closed God. doors. <laughs> Who knew you needed soft closed drawers? Is it because... <laughs> That has got to stop you, right? You need a soft closed door and a soft closed toilet lid. <laughs> <laughs> you can see we're not used to this luxury. Anyway, lifestyle. one of the soft closed drawers doesn't close softly. <laughs> so that needs Disaster. <laughs> and it's just silly little things like that need tweaking. And then we're going to be off on our travels. Um, as much as we're enjoying here on the River Weaver, it just, it just feels like we're stuck doesn't it because we've got to go back yes. to the boat yard and we're just yeah. you know killing time aren't yeah. we before we and can of course, get off and get out with the river you can only generally moor um on mooring spots you can't mm. just find somewhere and moor up because the river levels do change quite a lot here um and that's fine but you are restricted much more on rivers so i think we'll be you know we'll do the rest of this and we'll be quite glad to get back on the canal yeah back again on canal that we've been up and down so many times 
until we get the snagging list done and then well who knows we're off yeah we're going to go and see family aren't we down in the midlands and then steadily head back north uh, restrictions um permitting so yeah so i don't think we've got anything else to say Fran. no i think that's it we've worn you out and it's all been about the boat and next time it's going to be all not about the boat that's definitely and that was always with when we were on constanza that was our little motto wasn't it it's not about the boat yeah and we don't want it to be about the boat. As lovely as it is, we want it still to be about our lives. Yeah. And what we're doing. And the countryside and the surroundings. Yeah. And, and of course, me. I think everything... And me. <laughs> I think everything is open in a couple of weeks, isn't it? The, all the restaurants and pubs and... I think so, yeah. You know, even um, museums, I think, are opening. So we can start going back and looking around churches and looking around towns yeah, and properly. That, and that Italian restaurant in Nantwich, we can go back there again. Are we heading that way? Yeah. That's Hopefully. a must, yeah. yeah. That was where we had our Christmas company meal. And um, I'm due a birthday meal. I know it's about <laughs> company do. Four, four, <laughs> four months late, but I, I was going to have my birthday lunch there. So <laughs> Anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah, hope you're all well and fighting fit. Ooh. One last thing. I just wanted to add something really big happened in the last week as well. We reached 20,000 subscribers. On YouTube. Yeah. Yes. 20,000. Which is massive. For us it is massive, isn't it? Yeah, so thank you to all of you who have um, made up those numbers, supported us and contributed with your comments. Um, yeah, we can't quite believe that really. No, but... who knew? <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. And we're going this time, Fred. We are. We're going. Yes. So I wish you all well. Stay safe, as they say. Be happy. And uh, we'll catch you next time. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.